Hello. Hey. How's it going, buddy? I'm great. How are you? Good, man. Good. We say every week, seemingly a week goes fast. <laughs> it's just getting faster and faster. I mean, we're here on the 10th of May. And I think last week we were talking about how CEO of IBM was talking about 30% less jobs potentially from non-customer facing roles. I, I just saw a couple of days ago, um, this company called Turnitin, they were saying that they would need 80% less engineers in 18 months, and they would be hiring straight out of high school. So let's just look at that. I mean, they're already recognizing that their need for the technical team is going to potentially kind of reduce. And they already have done some tests to understand the capability of some of these co-coding tools like GitHub, Copilot. I think 47% of all the code on GitHub right now is AI generated. So, you know, this is where we are right now with like the kind of like larger companies and they're announcing those things. So interesting to think about the, as business owners, you think about the efficiency of things and making it effective and serving the customer's needs. Whereas a lot of the other work, rest of the world are thinking about it just from like job, job risk perspective. I think the opportunity, because we're so early in this, I mean, it's crazy. Six months ago, we weren't even talking about this, regardless of how many tools actually existed. It certainly wasn't in the, they weren't as advanced as they are even in this short period and people weren't talking about it. But I think there's definitely an opportunity for that group of people who are on the Luddite end of the spectrum and worried about just losing their job, but instead thinking about, okay, well, how can I add value and make this more? Supercharge. Yeah, supercharge. Exactly. Exactly. When you think about how much time is wasted, I mean, my coding skills are enough to drive me mad, but not enough to build anything that's displayable. So we've got like a number of systems internally, mainly built around Zapier, but using that code model. But the amount of times that I can get 80% of the way there, but that last 20% takes forever. Now we're in a situation where a large proportion of the jobs, not 80% of them, but a decent chunk of them are just spent with that busy work of doing stuff that isn't necessary. If that's for the people who grab hold of it and add on the superpower just to really add the intelligence and not be limited by either their own capability or the time constraints that they're put under, the amplification of that and the trajectory of bigger and better things surely just has to be leading towards a pretty exciting time. I agree with you. And I think like really the key thing here is like how to supercharge the team, how to support them more. And I think that like, you know, why don't we look through almost like the P&L, right? Like of a, let's let's use like two generic businesses. And then let's look at like how the different departments could literally be supercharged and supported to increase, you know, revenue efficiency, everything like that. And then we can go from there really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They sound like some good examples. And there's lots of things to within that to dive a little bit deeper on and just start people thinking, because I think this is definitely going to be over the next, however long we do this for definitely over the next six months, it's going to be very kind of strategy and here's it all, here's it all, here's it all, because there's going to be so much consolidation and new stuff coming out. I think in terms of giving it practical advice for people, it's really 90% of it is start thinking about it in this way and then find yes. a tool rather than just use this tool, which you might yeah, have been it's, it's having a systems mindset to it, right? And understanding that, okay, let's just say that any business is potentially dealing with people or a product 
or some kind of like advice or something like this, right? And then if you understand that generative AI has the ability to create language in written verbal form, you know, visuals, any kind of like product demonstration, documentation, at the same time also code, any kind of like program or customization things. If you understand those things, then the question is like, how do you support your team members? So why don't we look at like, let's just say that marketing department as a first department, for example, right? You know, like, so from your own experience- It's an easy one to jump off with. Yeah, exactly. Like from your perspective, you're thinking it down, what are the kind of like tasks that someone would normally be doing and how long would they take, for example? So for us, when I think about what we do, so the main part of the business, apart from the coaching side of the business, the main other two parts are are creating books and podcasts. So content creation. And one of the challenges in the past has been, okay, the thing, the asset is created. But now we're giving a job of work to someone else to go and do stuff with it. Like we've created this thing, now go and do something amazing, which isn't the worst idea. I mean, it's definitely worked up to this point, but the huge opportunity going forward is to be able to provide an assortment of things that people can do. So I was listening to a podcast or YouTube video the other day talking about having 30 people on his team just dealing with his social media presence and that's with him doing a lot of it so 30 individuals so i think the broader conversation came around by saying they were talking about platforms and what should you do and he was saying you should do everything there are 10 major platforms you should be on every one of them 10 times a day now if you can't do that because of the practical constraints this is where the business reality comes in so he said take me for example i've got 30 people on my team just doing my stuff and you see what i put out now the likelihood of other people having 30 people on the team it's pretty pretty slim so to be able to kind of bridge, close that gap a little bit so when i think about the like we do with this podcast we've got the recording we've got the video and the audio those are the two things that are created so we're using AI tools and human tools. So we're talking about this a little bit more internally about augmented intelligence or that combination of actual intelligence and artificial intelligence. So from those two seed pieces, we're creating a transcript that's been around for a while, but the AI ability to do it now rather than human ability is better. From the transcript, we're getting excerpts, the descriptions now, which used to be as part of the podcast process, we used to say to people, well, as soon as you get off the call, hit record on a, on your phone or something and just record an intro because as soon as you're done, you remember what you've just talked about. So everyone, what great episode today. I was talking with Alok about the using AI in a real business case. So record it there and then. We don't have to do that now because yeah. AI can give a good 80% example of what a summary should be. The main talking points, pulling those sound bites out from those sound bites we can then audiogram the clips audiogram the video uh, around the videos create images from it i was watching a, another youtube video yesterday where they were had created a it was a github project that had created a a google docs script what's the scripting language like a, the google Apps script thing which plugged into so it was literally copy and paste change these couple of things here mainly like the uh, gpc api key but absolutely follow along so now in google sheets you can just enter equals gtp the prompt and it would generate the prompt so now you've put 10 things in that list so let's say the 10 
or five, five takeaways from the show or the tool that we use creates keywords from the show. So the five keywords from the show, stick those in, give it the GPT font, ask it to generate a paragraph of text around it or a quote. And it's just the speed at which things can be created. I think it's these workflows, right? Like, I think the key thing is like, just like you said at the beginning, you're like, okay, I've got this piece of content and I want to create a video. Like I, I asked you for the YouTube link because I'm using an AI powered clip generator. And what it will do is it will analyze the video to find the most interesting talking points and create a clip directly from it with the transcription and the colors and everything. I mean, mm. I, I, to have the first video we did edited, it took my guy a, a bit of time to do that. And I've also got to specify who's this gives me 10 clips to choose from. So, you know, right. that's one thing. The action point that we talked about, the translations that we talked about, you know, being able to create social media banners, we're not doing that, but I've got tools which can do that off-brand immediately from the content. And if we were doing f- further landing pages, we could easily have those generated as well. And this is taking what would have been three people, maybe like a specifier, a designer, and then like a coder, and you're just bringing everything into one really, isn't it? You know. And when you think about the job of work of what we're trying to do of any organization and any team is add value to the end users, the customers who are paying you money and creating all this stuff, the time that it takes to create all this stuff isn't necessarily adding the value to the end product. So if you can execute on that fast, it means that then the time that would have been taken to have that debate about, okay, if we're creating the video snippets individually every time, someone would have had to come back to us and say, okay, are we doing this one or this one? And is it this color or that color? Now we can spend time perhaps on the social media channel, interacting with the people. Yeah. Than- and more curation and more selection because like we, could, we now we can have like 10 clips as a version or different elements. And we can then say, okay, I prefer this one or this one. So we can actually use our creativity to right. choose the best moments because yeah. otherwise it would be impossible to say to the guy, please create 10 clips for me. Cause that's a pure waste of human effort. Right. Yeah. And, and his hourly rate and everything like that, you know? So yeah. I think marketing, I think people can quite quickly get that could be improved. Why don't we move to the next department? What yeah. about sales? Because like we all want to be treated like individuals and more personalized. What could be done? So that personalization, I think, is the key. And we're in a period of time at the moment where the absolute AI, I don't think, is quite there to create an analog avatar with a perfectly moving mouth. Now, if you dive into like the AI tools that are around, there's several different individual tools that will do it, but it's not in an off-the-shelf product. Correct. To be able to do something which is one step below that maybe isn't quite perfect but is kind of good enough so we've mentioned synthesia before i need to find a different company as an example one i can pronounce anyway that company we've mentioned those guys a few times before so their model of mouth movement in their generative their stock avatars is good but if we were full screen like this it's not quite good enough but it is good enough if you're down in the bottom corner. So if you're trying to do a video walk along and then you've right. got that car down here and their service allows you to put yourself in there as an image and train it that way around. That and, can work. Right. So that might be worth it because now you can tailor a message to each individual person. The things that we've talked about before in terms of the sentiment analysis of responses that come in, dealing with customers who are frustrated or who are annoyed or being able to highlight the ones who are happy and and reach out to those people for testimonials or case studies. The fact that you can much more quickly, there's email AI models that will sit and do immediate responses for you. Now, it's probably not good enough to do a complete response, but it might be good enough to do a general holding response so people feel that they're being heard. 100%. And you know what's interesting is like there's two bits I'll come from. 
First of all, you started at the most complex one with the video in the face, right? Like, uh, But like, there's an electricity company that's been using AI-generated emails internally. They said that customers prefer them with 60% more happiness. So it's actually <laughs> action score than normal written ones because there's more empathy and more understanding. So, so the thing is, that's already there. And then uh, answering your question about the personalized videos, they've got examples of cart abandonment where like someone left something in the cart and then the founder has the video saying, Hey, Stuart, I saw you left the camping kit in the, in, in the cart. I understand if you had a question, I'd be happy to help you, you know, like yeah. and those that sorts of little nudge points, you know, like in, in a... something we were talking about a couple of weeks ago was that people default to discount. So I experienced it. I was in a shopping cart. I wasn't really that interested. I was really just going through the whole process to see what it was, but within like 12 hours of not completing it, there was like a 7% discount. So people automatically go to that discount thing in abandonment. But imagine that you had a personalized video from the founder saying, hey, I saw that you were looking at our cups. I just wanted to share a story, a backstory with you about the cups because people don't realize something about this design. It's uniquely positioned so that it looks good on a podcast. To see that paper as well. Right. The there was that paper. Yeah, there was that paper where they literally, I think they they took pens or something like this, and they they had them. They listed them on eBay, and then they listed right. the same pen but with a story about the pen. Right. And 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 then they found they did the same thing for like normal items, and they found like a thirty or to sixty or one hundred percent increase in the price that was available to do the purchase based right. on the story that came from it. So what you just said there is like giving a nudge point, which is personalized, but without an immediate discount code, which builds trust. I mean, do subtract that from all the discount codes used annually. How much revenue saving is that? Yeah, exactly. And building, like you said, the relationship, the rapport with people, it's not just a financial transaction. You're actually building that connection. I mean, we jump back to, we're probably going to do this a lot because we've both got strong marketing backgrounds. We jump back slightly to marketing, but you can imagine like a customer service message that comes in and a personalized response that says, hey, look, thanks for the message. We're just looking into it now. I just need to speak to a couple of other team members, but don't worry we'll be back in touch soon as opposed to hearing nothing and it just being in the void as an audio note right and audio is very easy to do in the in your actual voice i mean that yes. is very straightforward and that is so personal like you send an audio note on whatsapp it's, right. and it's exactly about what was supposed to be at that time you're much more engaged and like, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know whether you've noticed, but I've had a trend where some people are sending me more voice notes now and, and I'm fine with oh. it. And, and it just also helps me gain context and I get a different understanding rather than reading a long paragraph. Right. So, yeah. so I think using so, those things to nudge and almost build trust invisibly, really, along right. the journey. And the multi-channel piece. So something you just mentioned there infuriates me receiving voice memos from people because it's immediately <laughs> them giving me the job of taking some notes on some random thought that they just had. Like At least in text, I can go back to it. Now you've just given me homework. But imagine a scenario where it doesn't happen yet. But if the voice memo came through and the transcript was there straight away. It's actually a tool. So both worlds. Because tool. that personalization yeah. and it's the backup is there. I'll get a link for it. I'll put it in. There's a tool which basically was hilarious. This guy made it and you just forward the voice note to this number and then it transcribes it and sends you a summary back. And ah, it, the thing I loved the most was that the guy had written the questions. It said, do you listen to my voice notes? And then he said, you don't even listen to your voice notes. Why do you think? <laughs> yeah, maybe I should and the work might get done. <laughs> You know, I was just talking about five second clips, like, you know, like little nudges and stuff yeah. like this. But those things add so much value. 
Yeah. And that multi-channel approach is kind of like what we first started saying, to be able to deliver something. So the likelihood of everyone consuming this part. So when we think about all of the things that we put out around this podcast, audio notes, LinkedIn stuff, other social media stuff, there'll probably be clips a little bit further down the track, the YouTube channel. Yeah. It's easy to think of us as the creators or us as the business owners trying to do it as, oh, this is a lot. There's a lot of stuff here. Like, do I need to do all of this stuff? But the reality of any one customer, any one end user, any one thing, yeah, they're only going to see that one thing. So by being able to generate things across multiple channels just means it's more likely that the one thing will will hit them at the right. And it's a process. So you basically create that system where, you know, your input goes here and then it splits out into those different areas with literally AI agents. And I just thought of something. Life is cyclical. What is old becomes new again. So people said blogs are done. What is big? Podcasts. Right. So, so if you turn your blogs into audio snippets or yeah. short audio segments on this. And if you set an audio note saying, hey, I've got a summary of like the top five things you need to know about your new garden office, for example, right? You know, maybe yeah. they don't want to read a long thing, but they would hear the summary, like here's the five points, here's this, here's that in the voice of the founder. How much more connected are you to that company versus reading the blog from that company? Right. Yeah. It's just more of a, like the more, I remember Tony Robbins things from years ago, the more stimulation points like visual smell, audio, touch, the movement, the more connection points there are, the more embedded it becomes. So trying to leverage some of that. You can totally, so you can totally leverage, so it's a tidbit from this, you can totally leverage all your old blog posts, create summaries of them with AI and have an audio note, which is like, hey, I've got this audio note for you. You might be interested in listening to it. You can right. listen to it here or you can click the link to read it. So all those things add in the kind of like personalization of that sales experience, basically, isn't it? Imagine trying to do, so say you're a company that has a lot of written content, but you don't have a podcast. So you think, okay, what do I need to do as a podcast? It's some barrier to entry to get started. But imagine putting all of the content into a generative model and say, okay, I want to do, so what would a podcast every fortnight, that's probably the minimum cadence you want, 26 episodes. Here's all of this stuff. From this stuff, I'm going to do 26 podcasts. Give me the subject yeah. for the 26. And then there was a, a People GPT service that I saw recently, which I tried it out and it wasn't exactly what I was hoping for. But anyway, People GTP. So now you've got the GTP, GPT. Now you've got the body of work from all of the written stuff that you did. You've got the agenda for the next year because it's summarized into the content. Now put it into people GTP. Okay, I need to find other people who have been have an interest in these particular areas. Now the guest list problem is sorted out. There's such yeah. a the amplification and the reuse and the multi-channel options are that's what explodes now, basically, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So I think like the takeaway for a business owner is you need to have a process in place before you need to have people in place. Like right. you talked about, like, you know, with Gary Vee, right? You need 30 people. No, you don't need that. You need like, 20 AI agents or three AI agents chained together in a different system, basically. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. yeah. So that that gives th those bits. If you go one further down into like, like customer support or even consultation and different elements like this, and I was talking with someone who actually is in the health sector, like a specialist orthodontist, and he actually consults and does a lot of training in person with many dentists. And he was saying, oh, there's so many opportunities with AI. And I said, yeah. I said, do you have videos or audio of your lectures? He goes, yeah, I've got videos. I said, well, you could have all that uploaded. And then you could have like basically a you know, an agent made, which answers questions the way you would answer them basically. Right. You know, and he was like, really? I'm like, yeah, you understand, you know, like, so the people who've actually already been creating the content, you can now make it almost 
expertise on demand, right. you know, via your proprietary platform and knowledge and everything like that. And I think that's what becomes interesting because it's your information on demand. And everyone now only wants to learn what I need to know now. I don't want to learn ahead for the future. I want to know now, how do I fix this now? And then right. the next bit I'll deal with later on, basically. Like, have you noticed that? Like, it's like ways, turn left, turn right. You don't want to know, <laughs> you don't want to know like six miles from now what I need to do, basically. Isn't yeah. It? Immediately, and I think it's a, a knock-on effect of just the busyness of life. Like 30 years ago, you could plan a trip and pour over a map and kind of ingest it all before you even left. Now there's so much going on that you just haven't got that bandwidth. What you were talking about in terms of the personalization, we've been having a lot of conversations with people recently because you'll see videos out there of get AI to write a book for you and all of that type of stuff. But the problem is it's generic information. So what we're saying to people is it's your unique perspective and take. Like financial advisors, as an example, all financial advisors work from the IRS rule book. There's only, I mean, it's big, but the rules aren't the thing. It's the interpretation and the nuance that's the thing. And that's what you bring to it as an individual. There's no AI that's going to substitute that. So rather than worrying about trying to learn a put effort into learning an AI thing just to take the then take the shortcut. Yeah. Instead, think about the actual value that you're adding and then just use some tools to amplify it. It's still that seed material that's the unique piece. The way I would think about it is like AI lets you build a cake essentially right you know like whatever it is it will create a standard cake of whatever it is right and then whatever you customize it with your toppings your flavors your this your that's what people are actually going to buy they don't before it was difficult to make a cake now the cakes can appear whenever you want so the question is like yeah. what makes your cake different basically so i think exactly yeah. like you said it's like the kind of mechanical stirring of the bowl and the thing and the, oh, that's done now basically yeah. so the question is what do you bring uniquely to that element essentially isn't it as small business owners we actually have an advantage in certain ways over big companies so i was listening or reading some things last week where they were talking about large companies preventing their employees from using services because the disclosure the privacy models are very unclear like if you put a whole load of proprietary special code or client information or medical information into you probably almost certainly break breaching some rules and then there was another talking point about saying okay well that cake example okay if a cake appears where is that cake being created? What information is that cake being created from? Or do I own that cake? Right, yeah. Or is that cake the proprietary information of whatever the data set that it was trained on? So the example was image creation thing, but using Midjourney and some of the other deep and well, the other one. Yeah, the name's escaping me. But they were using that image. Big companies, but their legal counsel were saying, no, you can't use it because this is untested. But that's why Adobe and a few other ones like now have got have got around that because they've got like completely licensed models, isn't it? Right. You know, right, yeah. but I agree with you. Like, I And think- on the other thing, so images are maybe the first one to get sorted out because it's the easiest model. But as small business owners, we've got the opportunity to get around that because we're less likely to run into problems because we're dealing with a much smaller set as opposed to big corporations. So it's one of the few times where maybe we've got an advantage because the big guys have to be a little bit more. Speed and agility is the key here because it's not about, I think in the past, big companies had the advantage because they had more resources so they could invest in more complex moats or technology or software. But now it's the opposite. That's actually a problem if you've got a very complex, deep system, that means it can't change with the world. 
as right. things upgrade and change. So you actually want to have lighter, less technical debt, more agile kind of solutions, basically, yeah. which is where, you know, smaller companies can come into play, really. Yeah, a little bit easier. What was that? I derailed us a little bit. What was the next? Uh, no, 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 the next one. Was, the next one was like, let's say, in operations or in HR, for example, management, right? So management. Another ele- element would be, you know, using meetings, for example, with AI note taking tools, with action summaries and the points that we need to look at directly. But you can add two layers. So, for example, I think I mentioned that if you've got the meeting. And let's say other meetings that happened in marketing, let's say there was four groups of meetings that happened in parallel. You could then have a word cloud, which basically will show for each of those four meetings what was discussed. You can kind of see, do they line up with what I think it should show is that the big concepts and things. So if you're the head of marketing and there was four different teams meeting, you've got an idea of like how aligned or how structured is it without having to go into the nuanced detail. And then, you know, you can then eliminate unnecessary meetings or uh, different elements and, you know, make things a lot easier. And the same thing for HR, you know, you can use AI to engage and pre-screen candidates. So let's just say, for example, you want to remove your own bias. You say, okay, record a video explaining why you're a good candidate for the role and your how you'd approach this scenario. And then the AI can then upload, upload and analyze all the videos that come from there. It can then rank them for clarity of structure of the messaging. It could then right. even potentially sentiment analysis or for energy, positivity, and all that kind of stuff within the voice. And then you yeah. can just see the top three. And then from the top three, you go into further details and everything. So it's interesting that it's a that it's a cat and mouse game between the technology and the intent and the, by intent the intent of the organization and the intent of the employee or the prospective candidate there was a tool that i heard people talk about last week a couple of tools talking about ai detection tools so you upload a paragraph of text and it will give you like a temperature score on yes. how likely it is to be ai written now the likelihood of that going I mean, let's just think about that for a second. So what are the the benefits and the downsides? So the benefit to the organization is that you get a a read for what's coming in through the door. And again, it's just another tool. So this cat and mouse game of candidates just AIing stuff versus you trying to get what their actual feel is. And then for the people on the other side, again, it comes back down to there's an equality of opportunity that needs to be there, not necessarily an equality of outcome, because people aren't the same. Intelligence is a is an average, and there are people on both sides of that for better. But even even not just intelligence, like character traits, you know, like determination, consistency, all that kind of stuff, attitude, all those things, isn't it? And there'll be a group of people who just want to AI something and just chuck it out and then complain that they're not getting anywhere because they're doing the bare minimum. And then there'll be a group of people who are using it, as we started off by saying, as a superpower, they're strapping on some additional capability. I mean, it's, really it's, like, yeah, it's a car or electricity now, basically, right? So the question yeah. is, like, everyone's going to use it or like some people might say, I'm going to walk everywhere and do everything natural and organic. And that's fine, too, <laughs> you know, like, but I think the key thing really is that, like, even if someone is using, let's say, AI tools for everything, the minute they're detached from it, your, the clarity of their thinking and the ability to express themselves verbally will not be there. Right. So you would detect that very quickly, a, 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 you know, an eloquence mismatch. <laughs> like yeah, you, exactly. you, gave, you start seeing people. Yeah. So, so I think there will be like, if people aren't paying attention and doing things in a thorough way, there will be those things, people that maybe get through, but I don't think really, because everyone's going to be using these tools in that way. But I think today we just want to kind of give more concrete examples of where where we can kind of see you know, immediate value to be created. And like we're talking about within a week, we're not talking about 
within six months or a year, which is most technology products or projects would take that much time. Like even just doing the audio note thing that we just talked about, or even turning some of the blogs into, you know, little podcasts or different things that has to be discovered in a different way. All these things have quite light touch really, isn't it? And easy. So again, starting off thinking about the strategy and what you're trying to achieve, and then assuming that there is a technological way of doing that at scale faster and more consistently. It's, we were at some point, we'll talk about Zapier as a tool, which is kind of like this very accessible middle layer tool. It's linking workflows, right? So, so I think like maybe we can go into a bit deeper detail next time and like, and actually show like, or, or talk about how you would create, let's call this an AI first marketing department, right? What would be all the different elements within that? Like what goes in and what do you get out over what time period or something like this? Yeah, and give a perfect example. And then people can pick and choose the elements that are kind of timely or seem achievable for them. But yeah, give the big picture. There's always so much, Stuart. Like I can't wait to see what next week brings, but this week is already full of stuff. And then we've got, yeah. by the way, we've got an, end, an event end of the month, 25th of May in London. So if anyone's in London and the UK, we've got AI Boardroom, which is basically a business update for people that want to know about more about how to apply this within your own business and get a 90-day action plan. We'll have Piers Linney from Dragon's Den joining us, along with you know some other expert speakers. And so, yeah, if anyone's interested in that, we've got the details in the show notes. But uh, exciting times, you know, you just have to really have keep a URL up. for that if people are just listening. Do you have a URL that they can go to? Yes, we do. It's neacloudacademy.com forward slash London hyphen events. But we'll put that in the, in the link. In the show notes as well, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll stick it under an image so people can easily see it. We'll get AI to do a flashing <laughs> button in HTML so they can see where it is. <laughs> exactly. But listen, amazing to catch up as always, Stuart. Yeah, thank you. I will speak to you next week, which will seem like in five minutes. (laughs) Absolutely. Have a great one.